Hey, Story Family. Welcome to the Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Story at Home. Today is our final episode of the season. I hope that you have found this season helpful as you pursue a deeper relationship with God. To help us close this season, I have Pastor Eric here with me. Hi, Pastor Eric. How are you doing? Hey, hey. I'm doing okay. I'm a little sad. (laughs) This is the end of the season. It's been fun. It's been a really fun season of, uh, of our leaders sort of digging into their favorite Bible stories and all of that. So I'm a little sad to see it come to an end, if I'm honest, but I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be here today. But it has been a great season. I love how a lot of our um, guests have poured out their hearts into the episodes. Thank Definitely. you so much to our guests. We did want to let you know that we're taking a little break after the season. But if you're on our mailing list, you'll receive updates from us regarding new episodes and new seasons as, as we get ready for a new season, right? Definitely. It's going to be it's going to be great. Uh, we just need a little break to uh, recalibrate and retool, and we'll be back um, with with a brand new season of of episodes, and it's going to be awesome. So, Pastor Eric, what are we studying today? So, to wrap up this season of basically unpacking our favorite Bible passages, I'm going to share and talk about my favorite parable. My favorite parable from Jesus is found in Matthew chapter 20. Um, Is it cool if I go ahead and just read it? Mm -hmm, That'd be great. Okay, so it's a little long, but... So good, so good. This is called the parable of the vineyard workers. Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into the vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who came uh, who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also just received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for Denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. (laughs) Mic drop. Oh, my goodness. So when did this become your favorite parable and why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, As someone who I think technically converted to Christianity um, later than most of my Christian friends did at the age of 34, 
uh, is when I fully gave my heart to Jesus. I was raised in the church and all of that as a child. That was sort of a childlike faith that I had and that I subsequently lost. But my real, I think, relationship with Jesus built on trust and his grace uh, began when I was 34. When you, when you walk this journey, you can easily feel like you're behind. Mm-hmm. Like you have something to make up for, time lost or wasted or... Um, years spent saying the wrong things and, you know, doing the wrong things like these workers who were just standing in the marketplace doing nothing. You can feel like a failure. You can feel like a failure as mm-hmm. if that it might be counted against you in the life to come. And so when I came to Jesus with all my heart in 2013 and, and started reading the Bible with fresh eyes, coming across this passage in Matthew 20, or this story, I should say, in Matthew 20, was like a fresh grace, just a fresh outpouring of God's love over me because I realized um, how his heart is toward us. It's not about getting here first. Hmm. By here, I mean, you know, a Christian faith. It's not about um, God prioritizing or preferring some over others because of length of time served. Um And so that was a a refreshing reminder to me then. Now I will say it has taken on a different meaning because I've been a pastor all these years now and I've, you know, been in the thick of this and I've got new believers coming, you know, or or people that are just new to the faith. And and I have to remind myself and other longtime believers, hey, there's no no VIP status for us (laughs) because we've been here longer. So now I'm on the other side of it. Did you convince them of that? Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's a hard thing to convince longtime Christians of, um, you know, that, that it doesn't come with any kind of special status. But I love the fact that there's so much in this story to love. First of all, you know, the, 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 obviously the vineyard owner is God in mm-hmm. the story. The foreman is Jesus, I think more or less. And, uh, and keeps you know, being sent out into the streets and finding these different groups of people at different times of day. The first group, obviously, are the first pickings, right? So the early morning crowd, the best workers are chosen first. If you're if you're having trouble at home right now visualizing this scene, just think about Home Depot parking lot <laughs> on any Saturday morning or any morning, really. If you're there, if you've ever been there, you know there's like a whole bunch of workers there waiting, hoping to be picked up. Well, who are you going to pick up first if you're a contractor? You're going to pick up the ones that look the most able-bodied, the ones that are there, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, (laughs) and ready to go. So those are the 6 a.m. crew. And then he goes back out at 9 a.m. and gets more. So that's like the B team. And then he goes back out at noon and gets more. So that's like the C team. (laughs) And then he goes back out at Mm. 3. And the ones that are left at (laughs) 3, nobody wanted, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, to make matters worse, there's the 5 p.m. crew. Well, the, the workday stopped at six. So there's just one hour left in the workday, and these guys are still undrafted, unwanted. And he asked them, why are you still standing here? And they said, no one hired us. And we have to think about who all these different groups of people represent. And there are people out there who have just been left wow. and forgotten, lo- overlooked, because of how we humans look at each other and value each other. But the Bible is clear, Old and New Testament. God does not view our value like we do. God looks at the heart, right? That's the story of David. 
It's challenging. God looks at the heart. <laughs> and, and so God looks so intently at the heart that it doesn't matter how long you've been working in his vineyard, that all that matters is making it to the vineyard. And whether you've been working there from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., open time to, to close, mm -hmm. or whether you, you got there at 5 <laughs> yeah. and worked for an hour, the reward is the same. It seems so unfair to us through our worldly perspective to right. think that God doesn't behave in the way that people behave. Yeah. You know, that God is um, different and merciful and uh, holy and that he values us for something completely different than the world does. And that our value systems are entirely skewed and broken by sin. So we see things from a wrong perspective, absolutely upside down. So we would say it's unfair. Why? Because we worked longer in the vineyard and we should get paid more. Yeah. That's a worldly, broken, sinful outlook in terms of value system. Right. Because you had the immeasurable, unquantifiable <laughs> privilege of working in God's vineyard all day <laughs> instead of wasting away in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> like you had this blessing. Yeah. And all you can think about is what you are owed. Like being chosen at 6 a.m. was your blessing. It was the gift. Was the gift. Like, and you would take it for granted and demand more payment yeah. just because some other people are receiving the generosity of this God who chose you. <laughs> and so it, the, a similar parable is the, is the par prodigal son story, right? Where we always focus on the younger son. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really a story about the older brother. About his attitude his, and entitlement. That's right. First of all, the central character in the story is the father. It's really a story about a, the father whose love for both of his no good sons <laughs> is unstoppable. Right. But when the prodigal comes home, the brother's like, I won't even go to the party. <laughs> I can't even go to the party. And the father goes out and seeks him and says, what does he say to him? He says, son, all that I have is yours. Like, how could you say that I'm showing preferential treatment? Yeah, I'm throwing your younger brother a party because yesterday he was lying in squalor with pigs in the mud and prostitutes and yesterday all Yesterday he was dead. Now he's alive. Now he's alive. That's, <laughs> that's exactly the language. Yes. And so we should celebrate. But son, all that I have is yours and it's always been yours because you've always been by my side. Mm -hmm. And what the son was missing is that that was the blessing all along. Working in the vineyard of God is the blessing. I love the teaching. I love, I, and I want to push back a little bit. Yeah. How do you uh, practically challenge Christians like myself, who are basically the older brother, brother in the parable of the <laughs> prodigal son? I think it's harder to get us out of that mentality, of that worldly mentality, that because we are accustomed to the things of this world, we should also drag God into our expectations instead of falling into God's um, merciful approach towards each one of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want this to sound as harsh as I'm going to make it sound. But <laughs> we are, we're unscripted today. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going off the cuff here, but this is my gut. That situation you just described is maybe the only way or the easiest way for you and folks who would fit that description of the, you know, 6 a.m. vineyard workers mm -hmm. to miss out on the wow. eternal yeah. glory of God to excuse yourself from the party that God's about to throw. Right. And you will miss its glory if you allow yourself to compare mm 
what you are receiving from God to what someone who you deem to be less worthy yeah. than you is receiving. Exactly. Instead of just relishing and, and reveling in, in all of God's blessings and celebrating his blessings as they're showered down upon these others who, in let's just be real, in most cases, you were just, the reason you're 6 a.m. crew and not 5 p.m. crew is you were born into the right place. Oh, wow. You were born into the right circumstances. You had Christian parents. You know, you had some... You had some, you had, yeah, you had the right cards dealt to you. And so let's, I think the danger there is assuming that you are in that 6 a.m. crew because you're just better. Hmm. You're more worthy. And, you know, that self-delusion is so self-destructive sometimes that it can cloud um, your need, your utter need for God's grace um, because you get into this comparison yeah, okay. yeah. And it can infect uh, the entire congregation if you let it, right? It really can. Uh, it and, can. And it's so sad that, that these 6 a.m. guys missed out on the chance <laughs> to celebrate with these 5 p.m. losers who had never had anything go their way in their life, probably. <laughs> like, why not just have a party for those guys? You know, life's been hard to them. Why not enjoy it with them? Well, they just let their own selfishness get in the way. And I think that's something we all have to fight all the yeah. time. It, this has been a very challenging message, Pastor Eric. Anything else that you would like us to remember about this very, very powerful parable? Yeah, I, you know, I think what this essentially is about is that the purpose of following Jesus is not to rack up a tab that you can cash in in heaven. Mm -hmm. It's not to to build a resume of good behavior that will make you worthy of receiving heaven. It, it is to be called, the, the privilege of being called to the vineyard at all, with or without the denarius, the daily wage, right? With or without that kind of meager pay, without comparing yourself to anyone else, you're in the vineyard. And when you're a disciple of Jesus and you're in church and stuff, and I know it can feel tedious sometimes to get to all these church meetings and everything, but hey, we're already in the vineyard. We were called yeah. into the vineyard. And gosh, what a blessing to spiritually be in a place, a home, God's vineyard, instead of out wandering, you know, the proverbial parking lot and uh, <laughs> aimless with yeah. nobody wanting yeah. you, you know, and, and you're wanted and loved and that should be enough not some kind of a, a do-gooder, uh, you know, comparison scorecard kind of Christianity that we often allow ourselves to slip into. Thank you, Pastor Eric. That was really a wonderful teaching. Um, since this is a closing of our season, um, would you mind praying for us? Of course. Let's yeah. pray. Let's pray. God, I, I thank you for this series of conversations we've been able to have. We thank you for your word. And gosh, what a gift your word is to us and how Often do we overlook and, and take for granted the inspired word um, that you've given us in the Bible. Lord, I thank you for each contributor to this series of, of episodes on this podcast. But more than that, I thank you for each listener at home, um, each household leader or um, some, some roommates that are gathered together around uh, to listen for, for your word through these episodes and parents and husbands and wives and and young people that are that are dialing in with you and with each other 
um, multiple times a week through these episodes. I pray that your word in us would just take root and that we would allow your spirit to weed out any kind of distractions and any kind of sin in our lives and, and so that that root of your word can grow within us and, um, and grow us up to be mature believers and followers of your son, Jesus. So as we look ahead to the next season of this podcast, we pray for your guidance and your blessings. And yes, we just sir. thank you for the opportunity to speak of you and to grow in faith together every time that we have that chance. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this season of The Story at Home. Remember that church is not a building that we go to. It's a family, family we that we belong, belong to. to. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.